For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. All right, welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport coming to you on the one and only SEN. Back for another week, and this week the guests keep rolling. The man we're talking to today is a former rugby league player. He's a former host of the footy show. He's the current host of The Amazing Race. And quite genuinely, I mean this when I say it, one of the funniest people going around. He can spin a yarn better than anyone. And we're just super pumped to have him on. Very generous with his time and also very good looking. The one and only, Bo Ryan. Right ATL will love me for that slim Asia shit. Oh, really? Mm. So what, was that just because you were associated with him? Or like? I was emceeing the wedding. That's right. You emceed the wedding. Mm. Did you know him personally? Never. No. I don't really do MC weddings or that anymore. A couple of Lebo weddings, mates weddings. But I get an email randomly off my manager saying, um, oh, I've got this gig, you know, good money. Big Lebo wedding, and I like Lebo weddings. And, um, you know, 600 people or something like that, La Montage. <clears throat> Long story short, I'm filming that day. So I'm driving to the wedding and I get a call from my manager. Pull up into the La Montage. My daughter's young and my wife in the car. I was just going in doing 20 minutes at the start, welcoming, and the whole wedding was in Arabic. And, mate, there's cops everywhere. There's a helicopter. There's seven. There's nine. And I'm thinking, this is – something's <laughs> going down here. You know what I mean? There's Something's happening inside. So <clears throat> I get a call from your manager, um, Beavis. He's at 80. He goes, mate, what are you doing? I said, I'm just walking in this wedding. He goes, oh, okay, mate, shit. You seen the news? I said, no, what's going on? He goes, oh, there's a lot of shit going on, man, with this wedding. I said, well, I'm here. What do I do? He goes, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I said, I'm looking at two cops helicopters. Like, you don't see two cop helicopters. No, no. Like, the, the cop, the One's Channel 7, enough. Channel 7, Channel 9, they're hovering above La Montage. And I remember I walk in and they got Missy Higgins' performance. Are you serious? security. Um, and they said, you, you come out, you come out and do the intro on that. And I remember standing there and there's all the, you know, He's groomsmen, and they're all affiliated in that one and whatnot, which is, you know, whatever you're into. Hey, and they're like, yeah, yeah, so we've got to get the motorbikes down the aisle. Because <laughs> they've got this aisle between the 600. La Montage is a big spot, man. Yeah, it's huge. They do, they do half size. I've been to weddings 300 packed. Yeah. They've opened the whole thing up. He had $1 million worth of flowers there. Holy shit. $1 million. A million dollars worth of flowers. flowers. Oh, my That's the context. God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys are at the back trying to work out um, how to get Harleys down the – down the aisles. <laughs> and I've just looked around, looked at Hopper, and I'm like, what, 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 what are we doing? <laughs> and uh, I said, boys, we're going to come out. I'll intro, intro you, you know, bring you all in one by one, and then I'll do a bit of a piece, and then I've got to go. And they're all standing there, and they've got, you know, bulky pockets and whatnot. And I said, maybe take this stuff out of your pockets because, you know, it's all bulky and I don't look cool. So I take it out, put it on the table. <laughs> I can maybe put that back in your pockets. <laughs> and uh, anyway, the boys come down there on their Harleys, massive, massive intro, and I just said, you know, Salim's the only bride, only groom in history that's taken longer than the bride to get ready. <laughs> no one laughed, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, crickets. And he's come out and he's not happy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, yeah. He's and um, did a few spots, talked, did a few, you know, jokes and that, and welcomed him, and then just got out of there, man. So what's was this for like before the wedding down the aisle or is this like they're already married afterwards? Or no, they had a uh, well, they do a pre-wedding, um, you know, Lebanese and oh, okay. some of the Arabs. They do a pre-wedding, right? And then, bro, I knew 
the, the trouble was he, he had his wedding, right, which was there. And I don't know if they'd done a little pre-wedding where they eloped or whatever it was, yeah. but this was where the ceremony was. But, mate, they had they had the party uh, the night before, but that it sort of kicked on to the next day. And he lives in um, Auburn there and he's mm. built this, you know, he, he was in council. Bro. Dude, that's yeah. He's doing like <laughs> yeah, four-story yeah, yeah, yeah. houses. You can't get a double story in Lid- <laughs> in the back of Lidcombe and Auburn. He's building a four-story house, yeah. right, on the park. And there's a game of, like, under-sevens footy there. And they've landed a helicopter. Oh, f- the game's on. So everyone's just moved out. <laughs> oh and then all his mates God. have come down and rolled a red carpet to his house. Oh, my God. Bro, the council shut the streets down. So every street around there was shut down. Cars moved, everything. So like, he shut down the streets? 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I mean, – it's all sort of coming back to me now. Yeah. 100% yeah. he shut them down. And then he got done. He was in the um, – he was in the – Harbour Tunnel doing burnouts and sticking his fingers up, and I'm just like, you, in the know, you know tunnel. what I mean? As he was a counsellor. The night of the, the day of the wedding. So they're in the roles. They're driving through and doing videos and oh, that, and it blew up. That was like – And I was guilty subtle. by association, obviously, because I was there. Never yeah. met the bloke. But so then, I mean, obviously you're like, hey, whoa, hey, like I'm just – Today, whoa, I knew nothing. I'm in and out, and that's yeah. it. Love job. Well, yeah. they start calling him Bo's, mate. Yeah, yeah, oh, Hadley did a piece and that, you know what I mean? Oh, Bo oh, was there, right. Missy Higgins was there, Justice Grey. Like, it was all these people were there. I don't yeah. like, there was all there was all these celebrities there. Bit of a um, who's who. A little bit of a who's who, but no one really knew anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and no yeah. one knew him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. was getting these ones. <laughs> and I get that. But let's just get in and get, get out. out. Yeah, yeah. Are you like walking out of that thing? I guess, and generally, like, we you like, what? Do you have a lot of, a few of those moments where you're like, what the f? Um, yeah, I've heaps, heaps of them moments, man. But that was one of them where I walked out. My wife's going, "What's going on?" And I said, "I, I have no idea." I seem to remember like the f- images of like just like supercars, like Mate, you know what they did? and shit. You everywhere. know what they did? And you got to salute this. They ordered or organised every white prestige car in Sydney. <laughs> so it was like two hundred. There was Rolls, Ferraris, Lambos, every car, and they parked them all in the La Montage as like a. Like a like a flex, flex. yeah. Just what, said, no one's using it. What do you yeah. reckon he spent on that wedding? Like, if you had I was trying to do it. the numbers, and I know how much people were getting paid there, and I know um, I know how much a wedding costs, man. You could one fifty, two hundred a head, yeah, but normal weddings, one of the yeah, weddings, bro. Man. Yeah, uh, I reckon it would have cost him about between three to five million. Jesus Christ! Mm. And no counselor. one was, and no one was flinching. No, no one was worried about what, any money. What's he doing now? Like, is he, because he got he's out. He's doing time now. Oh, is he's he still in? in. Yeah, I think he's still in. Yeah, How did he go so. in? Yeah, yeah. Huge. I didn't realize that was what became of Salim. Listen to All Talk with Hello Sport, thanks to our good friends at Neds. Take your betting to the Neds level and download the fully loaded Neds app today. But as always, punters and dribblers, gamble responsibly. Our guest this week is the one and only Bo Ryan. Now, Bo. Mate, what? How are you going? You, you've just have you just finished rapping Amazing Race, or is I finished, it now it's just uh, gone on TV? Yeah, no, nah, I finished a couple of months ago, yeah. and um, I've been back, and then I'm right in the middle of like a press tour, which is pretty brutal. Yeah, been in Brizzy all last week, Goldie, um, North Queensland, and then Melbourne this week, uh, and then Sydney, and then it's sort of our show's funny, man. It's like we got 20 teams this year, so uh, 40 people, but our contestants don't really get the notoriety of like. Other shows? Well, they're not on camera. Yeah, well, they're not. They're not. They're not. It's um. So I do a lot of the press. Yeah. Um, which is hard. Like a lot of heavy lifting, yeah. but you got to do it, man. Yeah, yeah, fully. Do you? Is it like a dream job? Like in the sense that you're just getting to travel the world now, right? And to go to these yeah. crazy places. Obviously, I assume it's quite taxing. And, like, yeah. Involved. No, it is. It's 
the travel is just a bonus. I don't really think about the travel when I'm doing it. As funny as that seems, yeah. Um, I like the show, and um, when they offered it to me a few years ago, it was funny, man. When I first come across the town, I did a show for him called Sunday Night Takeaway, which was a huge production, man, like a big, big production. Mm. Did okay anyway. Uh, they pitched me a couple shows, and I remember I went into the first meeting, two pitches in one day, and I went in and they, the execs were there and. They started pitching me this show. They said, look, I want you to be in this show where basically celebrities are wearing um, masks and different coverings. And, you know, you might have a baby, a microphone, a dragon, a rhino, um, and we're <laughs> going to have hosts and they're going to judge who the celebrity is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. And I go, what's the other show? <laughs> Little did I know that The Masked Singer was going to be one of the biggest – it was the most watched premiere in history. It was doing state of origin numbers its first night. Really? 1.6 million people before the demos ratted up. Is it still rating its it dick still off rates, now? It's one of the highest rating shows on TV. I know you're a Channel 10 affiliate and we actually just spent a little bit of time on the podcast talking about it, but are you like, I guess your initial reaction says a little bit about like maybe how some Of course. Are, like what the f- is that show? Bro, I'm sitting there. <laughs> They're going, it's massive in Korea, massive in the States. And I go, say, say it again. <laughs> say it again. Well, you, dress you, photos up, you dress up. You, you're the rhino, and I didn't do it. Yeah. Right? You can be the rhino. I said, who's hosting it? And they couldn't tell me. Um, and I knew Jackie well. And, yeah. um, she would have picked me straight away anyway. So I thought, do you want me to host it, or do you want me to judge? What are we doing? They're like, well, we're going to get celebrities in. Dressed as rhinos. And I'm like, I can't sing. Anyway, I was just about to leave for the race. So they pitched me the race after it, and I accepted it. <clears throat> and they were ringing me about it, and they said, we really want you to do it. And I said, you know what, I'll do it. And, and meanwhile, the only show my daughter's ever wanted me to do, and you know, was your kid, you got kids? No, not yet. Bro, no. well, you get kids, mm. now nothing else matters, right? The only show she want, wants me to do is Mars Singer. Right. Doesn't care about anything yeah. else. Um, so I said, all right, look, I'll do it, man. I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. I'll think about it. Anyway, I go in there, and this bloke, he's a, he's a vocal coach, right? He's like, what do you want to sing? I said, I'm singing Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. He goes, well, we need something with a bit more range. I said, I can't sing. He goes, all right, give it to me. And I'm like, the f*** am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm in the booth. Yeah. So I'm like, he goes, when you're ready, 25 people out oh. there, And I'm like, all right, stop. Collaborate and listen. And you just see him go like that with the auto-tune, right? Like <laughs> yeah, 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 and yeah. I just did a, a Mal Meninga, man. I said, I can't do this. <laughs> I'm not doing this. No, nah. oh, you walked it. out. Yeah, I said I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I was going to say because I was like, not that I'm super across who's and, been former contestants. And bro, it's one of these ones where mate, they got some big names. Yeah, but it's one of them ones where super secretive. So say I'm going to do it, you got to drive to somewhere at Moore Park. They get you out of your car. They wrap, they put you in the back of like a blacked out car to take you in and take you out. You're, you're basically while they're filming the show, you are off the grid. Do you know really? what I mean? Yeah, because you can't be seen going in, going out. You can't yeah. be. Are you people, can't be anywhere. Are people really trying to scout that shit. Like it's you, wild they got to think about. about everywhere. Yeah. yeah, it's full on, bro. I and mean, every- we don't. We're, we're in rugby league world, right? Mm. We don't really look at that. But the reality is, mate, people live for that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fully. And everyone's got a everyone's got a smartphone. Yeah, so mate, you, you get the photo. You get the there. photo of Shannon Noel, or they had the girl from um, Pussycat Dolls. You get that photo of her at some stage going in there. The show's kind of yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's people everywhere it. trying to suss that, man. So, that, so you didn't, but so you, you didn't sing, didn't do you didn't it, get man. in there. Couldn't do it, bro. <laughs> well, you, was, was Party just like, it, I'm just going to persevere here. Pick something with heaps of range and just have fun yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, try it, mate. My it, heart will it, go it, I told you, it hurt last week when I'm sitting down and my daughter goes, geez, I want you to do this show. <laughs> and I said, Amazing Race is on tomorrow. She <laughs> goes, what? I said, Amazing Race, the show I'm hosting. She goes, 
when's the Mars Singer on again? Yeah, I right. said next year, though. It's tough. How much time do you spend honing your your hosting craft, your skill set, mm. and craft? Like, is that something that you sort of put time away to improve? Do you seek the counsel of others and producers yeah. and that sort of thing? Yeah, I do. Uh, well, firstly, I put a bit of not as much time in it anymore, but the last two years I put heaps of time into it. Um, and I think the probably the culture when I was at the footy show, Fatty never did auto cue. No one did auto cue. Hey, you don't do auto cue. So I was like, everyone avoided it. Yeah, right. You don't go near it. Mm. Right. Let's just do what we do. What we learn. Like what we what, let's just say how we feel and and wing it. Yeah. It also allows like things to go wrong. Probably. Yeah. Which. Is kind which of funny. Looking back, I don't probably think that's the best advice. Yeah, right. Um, and I push the opposite to that because uh, obviously doing the amazing race, you've got to be able to host a camera. It's not live. So you can stuff up and you can take your time, but it, I feel natural doing it. But at the footy show, you're in a panel, you're just giving your opinion and thrown to a piece. It's not until I started doing some live stuff at um, Studio 10, Channel 10, that with auto cue and that, that I knew you this is an art and mm. you've got to learn it. I remember I was doing auto-kill art two years ago and I was piece with piece the camera and I was like, it, it was about COVID. It was real serious. Serious. serious oh, we were about to go to, you know, um, the 11 o'clock Gladys Berejiklian's here and whatnot and the numbers in Australia are, bro, I'm, I'm like, the, the auto-kill doesn't just go on time. It goes as you speak, right? Oh, really? Uh, it goes as you speak. So it's not a time thing and a lot of people feel pressure, right? Oh, shit, what, what happens if it gets ahead of me? It ain't. It's only as quick as you speak. You pause, it pauses. You talk, you talk quick, it goes. Didn't know that. Is that someone manually doing that? Yeah. Surely. Yeah. yeah. you got to have a good relationship with them, man. <laughs> um, I remember it started coming down and I tried to go a bit quick, you know, I was trying to hurry it up. And, bro, I'm, I'm f- completely lost. <laughs> like, I'm gone. <laughs> like, you know, when you're talking, you know, Gladys Berejiklian, we're going to go to the compressor, you know, 11, the numbers, 12,000. And, bro, I'm gone. Like, it's down at the bottom and I'm gone. Right? I, I have no idea where I'm at. And I go, Stop. Thought okay, I'm just fully out, <laughs> and I just called out. They go, you can't do that. I said, oh, I've just, you know, the auto cue's too fast. I've just thrown it straight under the bus. Yeah, yeah, the and then they've brought it back up and then reset. And people appreciate that. But Was you it li- were you alive? Live, <laughs> live TV, live TV, breakfast show. I said, oh, sorry, they've gone too quick. Let's bring it back up. Okay, but I think people appreciate that. Yeah, man. definitely. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna. I'm not going to try and make up information. No, no, yeah, you're like, no, you don't want to start I'm making in, things up. I'm in quicksand here and I've <laughs> lost where I am. <laughs> Bring it back up and I'll try to not rush it, not sound like I'm reading it, I'm just going to read it. Yeah, how yeah. did you bounce back from that? Were you like sweating like a pig? Nah, um, I, like, I don't know, man. I'm pretty lucky I can get away with stuff like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. think these people can, but I'm, I, um, yeah, just say, you know, I'm learning it, I'm new, I'm yeah. new, and, yeah, you know, she's... You know, you're also, you're, you're like a, you're a funny guy generally, right? So yeah, yeah, be more forgiving you can't be you on the news it. doing that. You listen to All Talk with Hello Sport coming to you via the SEN airwaves or app, depending on how you consume your SEN. And we are talking to the great Bo Ryan. Now, Bo, I wanted to ask about uh, the I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, that Seems like quite a, an intense experience as a show, like in terms of a reality show to do where it's like, yeah, right, I'll go and sit in a goddamn jungle. Were you in Australia for that or were you overseas? Australia. Which is a, the, probably the small mercy, but then like how exposed are you to like a snake? Yeah, well, firstly, it, do, it doesn't camp. matter where you are. When you're in the jungle, man, it doesn't matter, in my opinion. Yeah, it's jungle's like when jungle. You, it's like when you're doing <laughs> hotel quarantine, right? I've done six two-week quarantines. The last one I did was in Athens. 
and everyone's like, oh, what was it like in Athens? And I did one in Santorini. Doesn't matter where you are. You can be on the moon, man. Yeah. It's actually worse when you've got a view. It's yeah. actually worse. Yeah. In my, that's my opinion. Um, that show, they'd asked me to do it every year. I was at nine the year before, the years before. One year they didn't ask me, sorry. And then the last three years they've asked me. I was never going to Africa. Never no. going to Africa. And then we did the Amazing Race 2020, but it came out 2020, uh, end of 2020. So last year I didn't have a show on TV. So they're like, we need to get you on TV. And I'd seen the show, but I never really watched it. You know what I mean? Mm. I'd usually be away in January and I'm, I'm just, yeah, don't watch Heap of TV. So I agreed to it. And I get up to, uh, it's, in, it's about three hours inland of Byron. Not meant to say that, but it is. Right? Yeah. It's not there anymore. I think they'll go back to Africa. Yeah. So uh, I go up there. They said, you got a two-day quarantine, bro. I do a two-week quarantine before the show. Just dragged out again. Oh, my God. And it was a situation where coming, I got driven up. I had a drive, guy drive me up because you can't be getting airports and that because they know there's people around. And we don't think there is, but there's perhaps in that around. Just people trying to it. suss it. And uh, got me in, well, you know, all this like camo gear and all that. Left the uh, house in uh, Cabarita. Yeah. Put me in like a blacked out car and then drove me for about two hours inland. Right. Then they take me out of there. Like I'm talking blacked out. Yeah. People coming with like black umbrellas just in case there's <clears> drones into another blacked out car that goes off road. I've got no idea where I am. Do you have a bag on your head? No, I've got, <laughs> bro, I've got a scarf yeah. like that. Really? A hat and black sunnies. Jesus Christ. So I'm in the back of this van for an hour and I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to do this anymore, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> then we get to a place. We shoot the opening scene and same thing, wrap back up, put me in a van, drive me down, and then, then I get to the jungle. I get out and I put my hands on the back of like a soldier and we're in like a Congo line and we walk for about 40 minutes to the jungle. Head Are you down. serious? They you pulled walked it off. 40 minutes? They pulled the, the scarf off and I'm in the jungle. That's Couldn't intense. tell you exactly the, the area of where yeah. it is. Like a, and it's like a um, – bro, it's like a fort, right? So on the outside it's got all these – these you know big timber high fences and covered in foliage and then you can hear what's going on it's all lit so i was thinking it was a set mm. like is it a real jungle it ain't a jungle bro you're in the middle of the jungle oh, okay. but they've just lit it all up yeah right with cameras everywhere and then yeah went in and that was it man how long were you in there for uh i left after three weeks so did you did you say get me out of here get me out of here oh man. you did why what, what was, was the truth? and there was four days left and i didn't know oh. i didn't know because they kept saying to me, you got six days left, six days left. Um, to f*** with you? Not, nah, to just keep me. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep me. But when I asked what, how long was left, they said six days. And then three days later, they said six days again. Bro, I was cooked. Done. I was cooked. I can't explain it, man. Like, you got to be prepared for that, right? Mm. you you got to be – your body's shocked. Um, the first four to seven days are the hardest, they reckon, because your body's coming off all your sugar and – Detoxing off everything. And you're just eating like nothing? No food. 2,800 calories a day for 14 people. Right. But I'm eating, I had 2,800 calories just then. Well, yeah. yeah for 14 know. people? 14 people. Oh Wait, my. as in 2,800 across 14 people. Yeah. Oh, damn. That is outrageous. Yeah. So in the, for breakfast, we get like a half a cup of oats, like <sighs> a little bit of cup. Yeah. And then a full cup of rice for lunch and dinner. But if you eat that full cup, you, and we don't get dinner, which happened to us. You got no food. So what? You sometimes you're rationing your lunch. We ration even. half. So what we do? We'd eat the oats. Then at lunch we'd eat the, half the rice, and then I'm just staring at the rice for like eight hours until we have dinner. 
And, and is there a lot you, of downtime? And so then for dinner you get well, one they, and a half cups. Well, the, for dinner you get – no, no, you get a, the other half of the cup and then they'll bring down Sky Food. So if you get 12 stars, you get 12 portions of food. 14 stars, 14 portions, six Rah. stars, things. Or like Rah. what happened last one night on like day three, man. We did this um, – I haven't told you this story, but we did this like classroom test where people had to go up – and you got to remember, bro, you're starving all the time. Picture the hungriest you've ever been in your life. All day, every day for three yes, weeks. I can't like, mate, you go to I some like psycho food. places. Anyway, when this classroom thing, Chris and Julie come in, you got to do this test. People were getting shocked while they did it. Fun and games, but I'm starving, man. Right? <laughs> and they come out and they bring all this fruit out at the start of it. And I go to Joey Essex and Nathan Buckley. I said, what's going on with that fruit? And they hear us talking. They come out and they go, oh, please don't eat the fruit. We're going to spray it with pesticides. Shh, 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 shh. And I go, what's going on with that fruit, the fruit Joey? He goes, bro, it's got pesticide. I get spraying pesticide on it. It was hit me. It's not pesticide. It's water. Let's eat it. <laughs> so I've gone up, grabbed an apple, thrown it to him. We've all taken a bite. So I've gone up. By, by one minute later, we're all up there eating the apples, right? There's all these apples there, some um, raw eggs, which <laughs> eggs, you know, There's some flour there because we had a cake challenge. We're just eating flour, bro, like, like junkies. Just whatever you can. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we ate it. I probably had an apple. Two eggs, some flour, everyone had it. <laughs> some flour. But I'm pumped, bro. I'm feeling like food. I'm feeling on top of the world. Yeah. Like, you know, I've just had sizzler. That's so cracking. We get back to the, we get back to the, uh, we get back to the, I was going to say hotel, jungle. I call it death pit. Anyway, we get back to the jungle and um, it's about four o'clock in the hour. Don't, you don't really know what time it is. Anyway, um, we're waiting around for food and the sky food would come, as it got dark. So we called call it sky food, sky Jesus, we called him, yeah, sky yeah. food. Come on, we got 12 stars, sky food, let's go. Anyway, it looks small, it's like a cow hide, right? And they winch it across, it's thick, it's thick, like the thickest coverage you've ever seen. Oh, okay. And on top's like a tarp, like a big tent with a little anus in it that's sort of covering that bit. Yeah. But it's thick, bro. You can't see, if you ran into the, you couldn't see 50 metres. Oh, right? It's thick. Yeah. And it's usually in summer, it was cold. We shot it this time last year. Anyway, the sky food's coming down and we're dancing, you know, we're pumped. I'm looking at Joey, we're body shot. And like that, 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 you know how your kids get? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Excited. Anyway, it comes down, it's like real light, right? And he opens it up and it's a letter. And it says, hey, because you guys stole from the classroom, enjoyed tonight's dinner. And it was a brick. Oh. oh. A brick. So I, I bruh, I, I, mate, I started losing the plot, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm laying on the ground and I'm laying next to him and, and he's trying to work out, Joey S, he's trying to work out how to eat the brick, right? <laughs> he's like, well, maybe if we, you know, heat it, mate, a little bit, some stuff will come out of it. Maybe this, like, if we cook it, it will be, I said, bro, it's a brick. We're not, we're not going to eat the brick. Say that, man. And then I just- Were started. they blaming you? As like oh, well, we were all eating it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of course they're blaming me. Yeah. But we're all eating it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Story of Adam and Eve, mate. We both did it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, that, I started losing it, man. And I thought, like, we're laying there and they're like, you're not going to die. I'm, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. I've had an apple and some oats. I'm going to die. They're like, you're not going to die. But when it starts hitting you that that's the show, that's when it rattles you. That you, are, you, yeah. that you are being tortured, that's when it hit me. That you know that it's like they're not, they're not yeah. going to help you out. No, it's, it's not, not a fun show where we're going to go and play games. And yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the show. This is it. The show you're doing what you're doing right now <laughs> and that's when you start <laughs> losing it. <laughs> Like, what are you craving the most at that point? Well, what happens, bro? I took a lot of stuff in, right? Well, like snuck it in. Contraband, right? <laughs> what, like, Such what? A f like, naughty boy from Well, I'm school. thinking content. Well, like, thinking, sugars and shit? Bro, I'm thinking content. So, 
my, we had two yeah, groups of seven or eight. So it was about 16 of us to start. I can't remember at the start, but we're in two different parts. We have to meet each other in the jungle. And when we get there and did our opening um, scenes, when we all walked out, and bro, I walked out first. And I, I didn't even know the next two people to come mm. out. You know what oh, I mean? Really? I'm thinking shit. You know what I mean? That's actually here we tough, go. isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh. So I'm here and I'm like, okay, then I saw Brooke McClymont, who I know, and then I saw um, Emily Seabomb and a couple of others. But my crew had to, and I had a contra, I had a bag of contraband, right? <laughs> my crew had to get in a kayak and kayak to the jungle. And we're down there and they go, all right, here's your kayaks. Jump in. And I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are we going to the jungle now? They go, yeah. And I got my bag in the medic tent, right? So I run back to the tent. They go, what are you doing? I said, oh, I need to talk to the EP. I've got some personal stuff. I run back to the medic tent and I grab all my contraband and put it in my pants. I've got like long keppers on. Yeah. So I'm jumped out. I've got like, bro, I've got like five kilos of coffee. I'm, I'm serious. So I'm jamming it in there. I've got chicken salt. I've got chicken chocolate. Salt. I've got protein balls. Bro, I've got, I'm prepared, bro. I've got protein balls. I've got protein chiquito bars. Bro, I'm loaded salt. up and I walk back down to the banks and everyone's like, what are you doing? I go, nothing. And then one of the cameras goes, bro, you can't do that. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, mate, you're shaking and rattling. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not. And I jump in the kayak and the girl, Cal Wilson, who I'm friends with, she was freaking out a bit. So just act natural, darn. It's good content. <laughs> so we're kayaking. And she goes, Bo, Bo, and you got cameras on you, bro. You got 700 cameras on you. Whoa. Right? In the jungle. So you got cameras on you all the time. People say to me, oh, how can they say that when the cameras are there? Mate, when you're being followed 24 hours a day, after two days, you not don't forget they're, they're there, but you don't care, mm. right? Because you've got to live. Mm. And I'm paddling and she taps me. She goes, Bo, look, and my chicken salt is flying down the river. <laughs> And I go, grab it. And she goes, no. I go, get the chicken salt. Grab the chicken salt. We need it. Anyway, she doesn't grab it. My chocolate balls are floating down. Oh, I no. said, go, just don't lose the coffee, right? So we lose half of that. We get in there. <laughs> the and um, Nathan Buckley, who I'm like that with, right? Yeah. And he's very, Did you, very, did you know him before the show? Never. Yeah, very right. good. Very good proud guy. Really tough guy. Great footballer. But one of the best humans I've ever met. I remember sitting there with him and I go, everyone's sitting around. you got to remember, everyone's talking to the cameras and that. And I'm just like, just get me out of here, man, you know. I sit next to him. I said, oh, so what, how are you feeling? You know, what, what are you doing? What, what, did you bring anything in? He goes, yeah, I brought my, my morals, my principles oh. and my ethics. I said, I said, what about you? I said, bro, i got about five kilos of coffee. Right? <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, mate. No, I said, no worries, mate. By day two, I'm laying there. When I feel like a tug. He goes, Bro, you got that coffee? <laughs> so yeah, uh, let's go. So every morning I would sneak down, and this camera's on you, but who cares? Yeah. And I'd have the heated water, and then I'd have like five of the boys around me, just giving them all their little bit of coffee, <laughs> coming back, and then the others sitting there like this, and we're buzzing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man, it's good. Oh, right, well, we've got to work together. Like we're we're walking around like junkies. <laughs> <laughs> so so they wouldn't necessarily they wouldn't come and like the. Producers and shit wouldn't get you for doing that. They sort of would be, I guess, saying it's good content well. Well, about day four, they said you got to hand over your contraband. So Are I didn't you the really only one with it? No, everyone had some. Okay. Um, even the David, uh, who was in it, um, he had, like, makeup and stuff with him. Everyone had different contraband. Was that the dude who was in there who wasn't a Fake celebrity That wigged me out too. So we all – and they said, you've got two minutes to hand over your contraband. So I've rendered my bag and I'm throwing balls like that. And then people are just going bang, bang. And you've got to eat it all, right? You've got two minutes. Okay. So I throw 90% of my contraband out. I'm keeping the coffee, obviously. A couple of other little things. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and everyone went nuts. And then from that day three, day, like I said earlier, day three, four to seven, mate, you are low, man. 
Yeah. Oh my god, you're coming off sugar. You don't realize what happens to your body coming off sugar. You go well, into this I've shop. never given my body the chance. Yeah, I don't think I ever have in my entire life. No. We were talking about that the other day, how addictive sugar is. No, it's I like don't. the most addictive thing on, on the planet, mm. comfortably. Oh, heroin then, sugar. Already. Yeah, um, well, well nah, nah, sugar, sugar shocks you, man. Like, we're dependent on it, mm. and we don't know that. And, um, you know, we had people like a couple of smokers, people coming off um, uh, alcohol, yeah, right. made alcohol, you come off alcohol. Everyone's coming down, man. We did like night three. We did like one of those, you know, those where you hold hands and do those love circles. Mm. Right, we do day three. We're doing that, <laughs> telling each other how much we love each other. And there was a couple of moments where I'm thinking, "What am I doing?" But I felt it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because uh. I'm crashing, man. I'm emotional, <laughs> and I do love all you guys. I've known you for forty minutes, but I lo- I love you more than anything. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the zone you get in. It's like a rehab. <laughs> yes. Would you do anything like that again? No way. Or in you the world. tapped out. You no done. No way in the world. Yeah. No way in the world, man. Stick to hosting. Yeah, I like hosting. I mean, look, I'll do stuff to help the network, and I've always done that, but that show's hard, mate. Yeah, dude. You've got to How be long did you say you were there for you? Three weeks. But the thing is, I enjoyed the experience as in with the people. Like yeah. some of the bonds I've made, I've got lifelong friends, and I went to these hectic places, and, you know, my kids loved it, mm. and it was, look, and it, it, was in, it was enjoyable at times, but, mate, I, kn- I know the feelings that I felt, plus the anxiety leaving and copping all the stuff. Yeah. It was hard, man. Yeah, it was I, hard. I get it. Mate, well, like, it's funny. We were talking about, you know, because you were coming in, we were talking with Dave and Tommy, who were just a bit younger than us, but they were like, for, for them, you were the their first experience of the funny guy on the footy show. We're slightly older, so we saw Maddie and obviously Sterlo and Fatty and all them, yeah. like, when they were coming through. But you absolutely hold, like, a massive place in – rugby league sort of history, TV history as being one of the funny guys in the footy show. Mm. What was that experience like being that? It was a, a nat- like, I mean, you are funny, so obviously I can see it's natural, but like, how do you, I guess, see that position that you hold? Uh, well, at the time, I probably, it was a bit full on. It was yeah. a bit, it was a bit, um, over, it was overwhelming. It was, man. I was <clears throat> playing footy at the time and then got asked to do the footy show and, Gary Burns at the time said, you know, Matty just left for all that stuff. And then they come down. They said, oh, look, we've got a spot for you if you want to do it. And I said, do what? He said, I heard you're funny. Say something funny. <laughs> great. So I had Hino with me. And I just said, oh, Hino's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You've got a job tomorrow. <laughs> so I went down to Leichhardt and uh, James, the professor, would come with me. And he said, just do a little piece of camera and um, do some voxies. And I remember I looked at the camera and the light come on. And I hadn't felt anything like that for a long time. And that, you got to remember, we're playing in front of 50,000 people. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't felt a rush like that. And I did the piece, did the voxies, and felt unbelievable. Felt this adrenaline. Watching it back on TV felt great. Like, I look back now, it was so shit. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst content. But I loved it. Yeah. Um, Not all your shit. Are you talking about everything you did on well, the Well, the first pieces right, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know gotcha, what I mean? Gotcha, yeah. And I, uh, bro, I loved it, man. I, uh... I couldn't, I couldn't explain it. Then I started doing the live show. And when you're doing the footage, you don't realise how much experience it gives you. We've yeah. got 300 live people. Do you know what I mean? Live yeah. big show. One of, the mo- one of the most watched shows on TV. Giving me all this experience for places like, or to, to um, get to places like I am now where I've already done all that. Yeah. You know, you can do all your acting schools or, um, you know, studies and education. You ain't going to get live experience like that anywhere on any show. They don't do it like that anymore. Mm. So it gave me a lot of confidence, but it was overwhelming, man. Like going, going around. I remember once we did a, 
especially like Newcastle and Wollongong. What, mate, we got, we'd have 10,000 people at the entertainment centre. Yeah. We went to Mackay once and um, we had 10,000 people in Mackay, right? And I'm talking like we're going walking around town. It was like rock star shit. And we got to the entertainment centre and the lady said, this is the quickest we've ever sold a live event ever. Whoa. Elton John sold out in 15 minutes. The footy show sold out in 13 minutes. Wow. Better and that than day, Elton. That day I, I, saw, I was doing Voxies and I signed a, a girl's arm and she went and got the tattoo. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was like, it was full on, man. More full on than the experience of just being a professional footballer. Hey? Way, like way more, more like, full yeah. on. Way more full on. So you just, after, I guess, starting on the footy show... How, how quickly was it like, oh, shit, I'm now like a media personality as well as a footy player? Probably about 12 months. Right. Probably about 12 months. So I started in 09 at the back end and then halfway through, yeah, probably 2009, 2010, it just started going bang. And then it went, went, like it was... And then it was, it was mate, I was filming a day a week, live show, sometimes two, or two days a week, um, going in there learning stuff about, you know, hosting and stuff, sitting in the edit. It was full Did on. Did you there. like it more than footy at, at, at a point? Yeah. I mean, only because I got injured. And <clears throat> the back end of my career, I had no injuries. Playing. Was it your neck? Yeah, I had no injuries. And then in 2013, when I did my neck at the back end, I had surgery and I came back and, mate, I was, I was on physio tables 10 hours a week. Uh. So it was a lot of effort to get ready for a game and a lot of risk that wasn't worth the reward. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fully. Listen to All Talk with Hello Sport. We are on SEN. We are talking to Bo Ryan. Now, Bo, was it hard to balance, like, from 2009 onwards, your footy and your media career? It did get hard. Yeah. Um, when I went to Cronulla, one of the main reasons, I mean, we used to train on Thursday, other Thursday night sometimes, and it'd get to quarter past six, and Flannery said, Bo, you got to go. So I would leave training, training and go and do the live show, and that made it easier. Yeah. But there were times when, like, my body, man, flying back from New Zealand, getting back on a Sunday night, we might have Monday morning off. So I got Monday training for um, Sharks. I'd have to go and film five hours of Oxys or something. Mm. Like, it was relentless, but... Did it, was there any, like, did you get any shit within the team? Being like, you know, you're, you're Bo Ryan, the TV star, as well as uh, being the player? Or was I think, cool yeah, like, not... Not when I started, because the boys were encouraging, and that was a big thing. Benji and everyone at the Tigers were encouraging, and Sharks was one of the reasons I went there, yeah. because it was all part of it. Gal and that, we'd rip into each other. Mate, there was nothing off limits, bro. We're into each other about everything. Did he punch you, or you punch him on a Mad Monday? No, he punched me, yeah. <laughs> he punched me. We were um, day, day, uh, day two. We were playing. Uh, we played Manly to get into the grand final. We and, made the, uh, grand the game final, to get into the grand final, and oh, bro, that's when I went low on Tafua and jammed my neck and my arm. And I met Gals day, day two in the pool. There's about six of us left, and I remember I had this little his son out. His son Cody was only little, and I had a little golf, one of his little plastic golf clubs. So I'm just walking past, just tee off in his head, and um, he kept turning around, and then I kept walking, bang, in the head. He's in the pool, and he goes, "Do it again, I'm gonna hit you." And all I remember is, as I'm going to do it, he's just turned around and just gone bang in the cheek, and I'm in the pool. Bro, and my face just like starts blowing up. <laughs> oh my god! Just like blowing up, eye closed. I remember I got home and my missus is like, "What the f- going on?" I said, "I got cow punched by going." <laughs> yeah. I'm pressing charges. Well, it's a bit of a claim to fame now with Gal doing everything he's doing, yeah, yeah, right? Getting yeah. smacked by Gal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so how, back to the footy show when you're doing your, your comedy bits. 
Are you writing a lot of that shit? I know the professor, he's like yeah. been a producer and shit, right? But how involved are you in um, what's... Well, he writes, so he wrote, wrote most of it. Yeah. A lot of the stuff. I really enjoyed the skits more. Yeah. And, I mean, he would have a lot of the script and then I would bounce off it in the moment, you know what it's like. Um, obviously, all the Voxy stuff I just do myself, which yeah. you can't really script. But um, he did a lot of the heavy lifting early. Um, and, yeah, we worked really well together. We worked really well together. Our hands got a bit tight as we got a bit later in the piece. Mm. Um, but we really, yeah, we really worked well together. How, how long would you spend when you were going out to like Parramatta and shit, taking the piss out of people? Back Find dribblers in the streets. Back yeah. then, rule of thumb, right? One hour of footage, one, one minute. One hour of footage, one minute. Okay. If you want quality stuff. Yeah. Bro. You want quality stuff, you're doing one hour of Voxies for one minute. But we'd go out to Parramatta or Bankstown and do three hours and get six minutes sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you've got to put the work in if you want high quality stuff, yeah. Yeah. Talking about pickups, how is that like the, the biggest pain in the ass to do with Amazing Race? Like all your voiceover shit? Mate, I just come from voiceovers That's now. That's what I mean. You um, sent us that photo, I was like. Mate, I, uh, it like it's, it's hard. Be... It's hard. It's a, lot, it's a heavy voice show because you've got to explain rules and things that Link happen. Link different parts of here. Yeah, this yeah. It's, look, it's, it's, it's all part of it. Yeah. But it, I'd never really done it before until I started the race four years ago. Yeah. But it's a good skill to learn. But, like, you know, you've got to be up and, you know, like, you've got to be sort of putting its energy into it. So I've got a three-hour limit. It used to be four, now it's three. Yeah, right. Because after three, I don't know where I'm going with inflection. Like, I have no idea what I'm sounding like. (laughs) Because they're like, oh, up on inflection, I do it. They go, that was down. I go down, and they go down on inflection. I go, I have no self-awareness where I'm (laughs) going. I have no idea what I sound like. It's not an easy – it's not easy to do at all. You're actually particularly bad I'm not good at it. I just can't. I just can't wrap my head around it. I just can't. Get, I can't get the inflection right. Yeah, at all. inflection and the pacing and shit. Yeah, we did yeah. an ad for that drink you were having, and it we was did. like we'd been there all f- day, and we had to go somewhere. And then Eddie just had to do this one thing, which is like the drink to have for you, to, and you just couldn't get it. We're sitting there, and we're like, oh my god, you know god, what works? F- no, they don't even use me anyway. No, yeah. <laughs> well, why? You know what, what works? Exactly. When you feel uh, most unnatural, and the one you don't like is always the best. That's Shocking. what happens to me. I'm like, I hated that. And they're like, perfect. Perfect. And I'm like, it. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Um, Matt, you have been generous with your time. We will uh, let you go in a moment. I wanted to, a couple of things quickly. Uh, we obviously got to uh, work together in the breakfast radio realm of yeah, AM, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Macquarie Sports Radio, ill-fated as it was. Um, how did you find the experience? Is that the only breakfast radio you'd done sort of consistently or did you? Yeah. No, I've done that. That was the most consistent one. Yeah. I was doing Kyle and Jackie O oh, when Kyle right. was off for a couple of years, probably twice a week, once a week. Yeah, right. Different beast, man. Yeah. We had one producer, me and a guy called uh, John Stanley, who was um, my co-host. Yes. Massive Dragons fan. Um, awesome talkback guy, right? I don't think he needed me as a host, <laughs> right? He could talk underwater. And... There was one morning we'd be on air at 5.30, 5.25. We'd get in there a quarter to five very early mm-hmm. where he was on a rant and he was going. And I said, I'm, not, I'm just going to not talk, mm. right, and see how long. Bro, I went till 6.30 one morning not talking. <laughs> I was just sitting next to him. He's like, oh, yeah, and the other news is a crash on the M4 and the Dragons are going to top eight chances. Hey? <laughs> and I'm just nodding. He had no idea I wasn't talking. An I, did hour one, and five I did one hour, no chat. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it was... You know, I was in trouble early. Yeah. Um, I went on holidays and then came back and Bo was gone. Mm. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. 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 You went yeah. away for a uh, week. I wrote it out. But you got to understand, man, I come from Kyle and Jack. 100%, and just, mate. It's a different beast. And, and I had an opportunity well. to go back and 
I was doing full time footy show as well. Like yeah, I was leaving, yeah. man. I was walking around like I was on Zannies. I was in there at four a.m., <laughs> four eight, four thirty, yeah. filming. Sometimes doing the late show. Like, mate, afternoons were a write off. Complete write off. You oh, can't man. do that. No. Nah, breakfast hours. Salute to anyone doing. Yeah, that. seriously, eh? Um, just quickly on your footy career before we wrap it, but like, I guess, how do you? Do you have any different perspective on it now that you're a while out of the game? Like, is it? Do you have any mature reflections on your footy career or anything like that as you've um, gotten older? I get, uh, I do miss it. Yeah. Um, I really struggled the first couple of years after it because my mind was still there. Mm. Just my body failed me. Um, but I'd go down and the Sharks end up winning the comp a couple of years after and I'd watch them train and I knew my body couldn't handle what they were doing. You know, Val yeah. Holmes come through, different level. But I like going down there. I wish my little man was alive when I played. Yeah. Because he's playing footy now. Um, he was born five years ago, so he missed me playing mm. by a couple of years. Um, I'd love to be playing. Look, I would. You'd still, yeah? You'd I'd still, love it. Yeah. Right, okay, so um, it's still there. It's still there, but I, I think about how I felt as well in the work that I was doing, and when my body failed me, I remember I played that game against Manly. I went out back to pick up my daughter, and my right arm wasn't working good. And a couple of months later, the McKinnon stuff happened, Ashley Harrison, Johnny Morris. Six of us retired with neck injuries, really mm. touch and go. Um, so... I don't regret retiring, but I do miss it. I love watching it. Yeah, I, I'm at a stage now where I love watching it. Uh, Sharky's product is that, is that? Mate, to be honest with you, my guts with Tigers, bro. Really? I, 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 my my kids love sharks. We live in Cronulla. Mm. Um, everyone loves the sharks, and I love them doing well. And I support them, and I go there and I go for them. But, bro, I still find myself going for the Tigers, man. Yeah. It's been a tough season, unfortunately. Oh, it's been a tough 10 seasons. Yeah, it has. You listen to All Talk with Hello Sport. You're on SEN, and we are talking to Bo Ryan. Now, Bo, yeah. what, are your, what are your thoughts of your old mate Benji and Robbie taking over? Um, I think – I said this the other day. He, the t- if nothing changes, nothing changes in life, right? We left 10 years ago. We had a pretty pretty successful little run. We didn't, made, didn't win a grand final, but we had a tight-knit crew, top four regularly. Um, and when we all left, we went to Cronulla, and we had a great bond there as well, um, and we were very close. Uh, a few changes were made, and then they had, they've had they gone through coaches quite quickly. Everyone always wants to sack a coach, mm. always sack mm. a coach, right? You're taking steps forward when you get a coach, but every time you, take, every time you sack a coach, you take another big step back because you've got to remember a lot of people are at that club to play for that coach, whether people don't like to admit it or not. Players go there for coaches. Mm. That's a fact. So every time they've taken two steps forward, the Tigers, they've sacked the coach and taken three back. You can see now with Papa Ee and Coruscant going there, they wanted to play under Madge. I think he is, if anyone's going to pull them out of where they are, Benji and Robbie can do it. Because you need the the recruitment factor. When, when I went to Cronulla, I met with Flanagan, and I met with a lot of ex-players and people that pushed the club and a lot of current players. Mm. People aren't doing that at the Tigers. You go and meet with the recruitment manager and the coach, that's it. you got to sell the club, man. Yeah. you got to sell the brand and what it means to people. And Benji and Robbie do that better than everyone. I, I don't think Robbie wanted to coach, to be honest with you. Um, I think he he's a smart guy and I think he'll eventually run the club. But I think he's helping. He's doing the right thing and helping Benji. They're going to have a tough two years still. Yeah. They are. Yeah. They are. But they've got to tread water until Benji's there. Is it surprising you that Flano hasn't picked up another coaching gig somewhere? Very surprising. Very surprising. Like, Mate, so the Cowboys uh, – sorry, the, the Titans job's got to come up. Let's get real. You would, the you Knights guy, he's on death row, right? Mm-hmm. 
if they don't look at Flanagan, they got rocks in there. Seems heads. weird, eh? Yeah, the bloke, he's a guy that um, played under a couple of coaches, but the guy, he's a – Tim Sheens is the smartest coach ever. He taught all the coaches. He coached every coach that's mm. coaching now. He's, he, he coached all of them, right? Bar one or two. Mm. He's the smartest man in rugby league, in my opinion, in terms of being technical and teaching rugby league. But Flano was, was a people person. And I remember when my daughter had surgery when she was young, I rang him and I said, man, I'm going to miss training. He gave me the week off. Little things like that. I think Bellamy and Bennett are like that. Makes you want to play for him. Yeah. I think Benji will have that in him, as smart as he is. I think Sheens is learning that as well. But Shane Flanagan is, is an awesome coach. And he should be a coach. He should be an NRL coach now. There's Wood Ducks coaching NRL teams. Yeah. Right? Mm. Guys that have done nothing. Yeah. Mm. Flanagan's in front of them. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. We just want to comp. And there's no, there's no one else. There's, no, there's not that any, uh, many good coaches out there. Right? And for him not to be in the, in the mix every time, I don't know why. Well, everyone's talking about Des going. I'm like, if you're f- Don't sack Des. Why sack Des? I'm like, it's Mate, Matt, the, like the what best player. <laughs> right? The best player in the world yeah. isn't playing. Yeah. Right, they've had the Manly Saga stuff, which is a drama. This mm. ish, this jersey thing is an issue. Let's yes. get real. Yes, but it's but, an issue across a game. Like you try oh, and get it on any club. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying it's. But that's Manly's no, issue no, right absolutely. now, and they made it their issue. Completely. But that ain't Des's fault. No, Des is Des is. Look, they they they've switched off. And we were we were a sniff away from the eight until the jersey stuff comes in, and then we obviously fall off a cliff. We've lost. Mate, they could have won this that close to winning the comp last year. I know. If they didn't start that first half poorly, they would have won the comp. But then you turn around, and then people are going, "I'll get rid of Dez. I'm like, "For who? Don't get rid of exactly right. Yeah, you should only get rid of someone if there's someone better, and there's no one better than Dez. Not for that club. Love it. I that's, like finishing on a, a positive. We've got to we've got to we've got to finish positive. I think that's the way you got to. Mate, thank Must. you very much for coming in. Thanks appreciate for your time, it. bro. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I appreciate you guys. Like what you're doing. It's thank good. you, mate. Thanks, thank you. Mate. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thanks right? for coming in. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.